Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu, and That's Badass Wood Art. Remember to hit like and subscribe to stay up to date with all of our latest Vikings content, including this video today. Um, before, though, before we get into final 53-man roster breakdown, we are going to be doing a giveaway here soon. Um, I have with me just this glorious Lake Monster hat. It's fall weather soon unfortunately um and i feel like these Did colors go unfortunately with the... oh my gosh Here <laughs> this, we go. is Matt, this is your fault fall weather is the best weather you should have okay. told him this is your fault matt i know i i take <laughs> full responsibility for what's about to happen on this show but yeah once we get to 3100 subscribers on youtube we'll be giving away this hat to a lucky subscriber so make sure you tell your friends and family hit the like and subscribe um, all weather means football weather, baby. Come on. That's true. That is true. Um, let's let's dive in. Tuesday is cut down day for the NFL. Um, we've already started to see some cuts roll in this Sunday, uh, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity. We, w- we went through it a couple weeks ago, just position by position, um, get a feel for where everybody's head is at. I, I we'll think- do it better this time. We, we Matt and I struggled through the last time, so we'll, we'll do better. <laughs> And thank you also for the the people in the chat already joining us. Uh, we're curious to know your thoughts as well. So make sure you put them in the comments below as we kind of uh, roll through this thing. So, Ryan, are you ready? <laughs> Born ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's start. Let's start with Makai Blackman. Just see what Ryan thinks, you know. Come, no, just go just right play. from there. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um <laughs> Hey, I'm not, no, come on. Hey, we don't make mistakes. Yeah, it was a joke, bro. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the easiest to just go position by position. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get a feel for how everyone thinks, and then I'll be keeping track of what we can sense. Yeah, we'll do the math. We'll, we'll keep the math going because I feel like Matt yes. and I definitely struggled with that last time. We'll yes, keep the math we definitely did. This is not a mad math podcast. No, so, definitely not. <laughs> we don't have Eric Eager here. The, the biggest question surrounding <laughs> uh, the quarterback group is, will they finally keep three quarterbacks? Historically, they've only kept two dating back. I mean, probably before 2020, but I have the numbers in front of me. The last three seasons, they've only kept two quarterbacks. Um, how does everyone here feel about whether or not they keep three quarterbacks? And when I say keep three quarterbacks, I essentially mean keeping Jaron Hall. Well, I, I think – uh, yesterday after the game, Kevin O'Connell was asked this almost point blankly, and he responded that he wants to keep Jaron Hall around. Um, and that would imply that he's not going to take the risk of putting him on the uh, practice squad. So I, I feel like that's a pretty firm answer for us that he's going to be sticking around on the 53-man roster. I guess theoretically they could cut Nick Mullins and just keep Jaron Hall. But no, I, I'm, I, I feel pretty confident they're keeping all three. With the, with the new rule, I just think – that third string quarterback is even more like vital to teams. Like you'll see less teams cutting those guys to try to put them on the practice squad and mm-hmm. you'll see them keep them on the practice on the 53 because of that, that new, that new QB rule, that third QB rule on the 53 man roster. So um, I just don't see the Vikings cutting hall at this point. It doesn't make sense. Why, why would they like draft him in the fifth round, go through all that work, let him play that entire preseason game and then just kind of cut bait with them or at least risk cutting bait with them. Um, it's just doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me. I think he showed enough progress 
um, that he's earned that QB three role. And I think that QB three role has become even more important to teams than it, like I said earlier, like it has before because of that new rule where you can, you could dress all three quarterbacks, but that third guy doesn't count towards your 43 act 46 active roster. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it just wouldn't make sense to not keep him at this, at this stage. Ryan. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Miles just likes them, you know, because he kind of they kind of got a little similarity, right? They kind of look like each other. <laughs> it's like his little brother over here. No, no, he I, might be honestly, older than me. Jaron Hall might be older than me. <laughs> no, he. <laughs> Come on, we got we know how old you are. No, honestly, he did show oh some progress throughout the preseason. Uh, this last game, I think they tried to open him up a little bit more, right? Uh, giving him some more three step drops rather than just rollouts and and, and screen passes and. Not that he looked great, but right, he showed progress, and yep. I'm happy about that. And hopefully, he continues to do so. And um, yeah, I think he makes the team. I, I think he makes the team as the third quarterback. All right, that's the easiest one we're going to have, I think, today. As the position groups will get tougher. Aaron even alludes to it right here. We got so many good tight ends and wide receivers. It's going to be tough. The more you keep in one area, stresses you in another, and that's for sure. So we'll get down into that. So let's transition um, to running back. There's a lot of questions surrounding this group. Obviously, Alex, Alexander Madison is is a lock. Um, I, I think Ty, Ty Chandler, Chandler's a yeah. I'd say yeah. Ty Chandler's a lock too. At this, Ty stage. Chandler has earned that RB two role. But beyond that, I mean, it's there. There are question marks about whether or not the Vikings are going to keep Dwayne McBride on the active roster. Maybe they try and put him on the practice squad. Um, Kenny Nwangu has been hurt, um, and we have not really seen him thus far. And why are you using the private chat, Ryan? <laughs> I just sent it to Miles. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, Aaron Dykes and Abram Smith have come in and, and played well, but I don't know if they're going to quite deserve a roster spot as well. So, Miles, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, where, where, what are your, where is your head at with the running back position group as a whole? And do you think the third running back is currently on the 90-man roster or elsewhere? Well, I mean, I think to start the 53-man cutdowns, there'll be three, at least three running backs on um, on the roster. So I think I think they're guaranteed. Obviously, we talked about Madison. I th- Madison and Chandler locks. I don't even want to c- include them because, like, those guys are making the roster. Um, but between Kenne, Nuangwu, and uh, Dwayne McBride, I think we'll see at least one of those guys. I think it'll be Kenne just because I think the idea – we don't know the extent of his injury, but to what it sounds like, it wouldn't surprise me if they – kept him on the roster, got through the initial cutdown days, and then put him on IR um, because I think it, it sounds like there could be a, a lingering issue that we just, don't, we, we just don't know the extent of it. But that would be my prediction so that you could um, still keep other roster players around that you don't want to cut. Um, mm-hmm. They might even keep McBride as that fourth running back. And then when they hit that waiver period, where whenever the, I think it's whatever that day is where they can um, start putting guys on IR, I think it's like – Wednesday, I'm, if Wednesday. I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they'll wait till Wednesday and maybe even keep McBride just to like keep him around. And then maybe put um, Kenny on uh, on IR and, and then you got McBride as your third guy early in the season. And that, or there's maybe there's a guy that they they see that hits the waivers or is a free agent that they that they want to pick up. But I think I think that we might see them early on in that process, kind of keep three to four guys and then kind of figure out the roster from there. Nick Ryan, any any differing thoughts on that? 
No, I think that's right. I, I think that they are not in a position. We know that the kick return has, you know, kind of taken a step back with the new rules this year. It's not as effective, but when you have the best guy uh, in the league uh, and doing that and the way that they've spoke about him in the past, and I think best in the league in as a kick returner, you don't think that he's going to be considered one of the best in the league. Oh, Ryan's going to bring some heat. Maybe not the best. I mean, Cordero Patterson's still alive and he's still kicking. Like, oh my he's God. got the most touchdowns. He's, he's, he's historic, <laughs> but he's also like 31, 32. I, uh, let me just say one of the top five kick returners in the league. There you go. Fine with that. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take a second. Don't worry. Back. He'll be hyping up Baker Mayfield by the end of the No, it's oh, okay. Nick, Nick Mullins is the top five backup quarterback in the league, too. So. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think I think Matt Daniels is, is well, getting praise about uh, him being able to do that. So I think they'll want to hold on to it. So I think Miles is right. They'll try to keep him around. And I think there are so many skilled guys at running back uh, available out there that they can wait until that uh, 3 o'clock time on Wednesday, put Kenny Mongu in IR, and then figure out the position from there. Absolutely. So, uh, so- I, I agree with Aaron, by the way. I think Kenny might get cut. I mean, or – not cut, but like if, if they can figure out a way to put him on IR or pop or whatever it is, like you got you gotta you gotta like ice him up because we haven't seen yeah. him. Mm-hmm. We yeah. literally haven't seen anything from him. We have no idea what's going on with the guy, right? Keith McBride, he he showed progress. He looked horrible that game one. I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cut for sure. But game two, he showed a little progress. Game three, he showed a bit more progress. He he it looks like he's figuring it out. He's understanding yep. the game speed a little. He still looks slow. Still looks yeah. like he's got a little cement in his shoes. Right. But he he has shown progress. Practice squad. Like I mean, practice squad. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And like honestly, I don't think I don't think our third running back's on the roster right now. No, yeah. I agree with that. When I wouldn't I, be surprised. When I filled out my roster prediction, I it's kind of a cop out, but I just have TBD as the third running running back. I, I don't think McBride makes the team, um, at least not the, not the fifty three man. I think he makes it on the practice squad, um, and yeah, we just don't know with Kenny. So, all right, so so for our numbers perspective, we just we think three is the number with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler for sure. I just want to make we sure get, we can, track. I think we can start. I think we could start with three and just go. For yeah, that. I hope we I hope we trade for like a Michael Carter or something. I mean that that would be the route. It could. Route. it could. James Robinson got cut from there as well. No, yep. I think yeah. that's a good. I mean, he's getting cut for a reason, though. That's two teams. I, I really like Alvin. Of... So, uh, um, <laughs> Salvin Ahmed from. Uh, yeah, Ahmed is. He's really good. Um, I've been on him for years. Yeah, I just would be. I'd be curious to see because because they have a bevy of running backs, kind of with Miles Gaskin too. Like between those two, Gaskin and and Ahmed, I'd be I'd be cool with either guy to either be honest. Guy. But yep. I like Ahmed just because I think he's super explosive. Um, and I think this backfield is a bit more bit. versatile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so we, we're, we can stretch. Ahead, we, we can stretch to, to four. Just we're keeping CJ Ham too. Yeah, so. I, oh, I, sure, I treat sure. it as wanna, its own, own that, position. Yeah. But uh, I think we're all group consensus that CJ <laughs> Ham is sticking around. Gets the well, extension. He's a he's a full he's a running back tight end like hybrid, yeah. in, yep. essentially. Um, okay, so, so we're, we're keeping gonna... seven. We have seven guys so far so on far. the offense. Yeah, are you keeping track too? I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you, by the way, everybody who's in the comments. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button once we reach 3,100 subscribers. Someone's getting this Lake Monster hat um, shipped right to them. Um, let's keep going. Wide receiver. It's uh, – oh, wait. Let's, let's answer Aaron's question here. 
you guys see us adding a player after week one, a player doesn't get paid as much if they wait, right? It's not so much that they don't get paid as much, it's that it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. For veterans, their their deals aren't guaranteed after week one uh, or are guaranteed if they're on an active roster week through uh, through week one. Um, yeah. So essentially, like, you see, we've seen guys, uh, they teams don't do it as much. Like, it'll happen on occasion, but I just don't see it as much of, like, a, a benefit unless you have a guy that truly is, like, a true teeter on your roster. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise it – or there's we a free we, agent that, that's out there that you just want to wait on because an injury happens or something. But I just don't we think we do that with last yeah. year? There was one player that we were like, oh, that we cut him. What? And then we re-signed him the day after. Well, they the did it with Everson a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, but that wasn't yeah. after week one. That was just no. to, like, clear I want to say it was, like, so a D tackle or something last year. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Bullard. Hmm. I can't remember. But yeah. either way, it was so we didn't have to guarantee the 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 um, sure. salary. It might have might have been. To answer Aaron's question, I I do think that someone will get added. I don't know that Tuesday's fifty three will be the final fifty three heading into. No, week. but he's saying after week one though, and that that's a little bit yeah. of a different scenario because like injuries happen and stuff like that. I just don't think it'll be for like financial reasons. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep the train moving. Let's go to the wide receiver position. They've historically kept. Kevin O'Connell last year kept five wide receivers on roster previous years with Zimmer and Rick Spielman. They kept six and seven back in 2021 and 2020. I have the team keeping six receivers this year. List them. Curious your thoughts. I'll I'll list them quick. I have Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Mm -hmm. Jalen Naylor, Brandon Powell, and I have the team keeping Tristan Jackson. My guy right there. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go, Matt. I love it. I, I This team spoke too highly of Tristan Jackson when he went down. Um, I think he showed a lot in, in training camp and even some of the preseason games, even though he maybe he didn't get all the targets that, that you would have hoped for. But I think they really like him. Um, and in an offense that's going to utilize passing a lot, you know, their top five last year um, or top seven last year, I, I just think that they're going to keep – a lot of receivers this this year. So I don't think Jalen Rager makes the team. I know, Miles, you've, you've brought this up countless times, but I think Saturday's performance was more to try and get teams to trade for him, if that's an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or to claim him if he gets waived, because or, yep. if someone claims him, then the Vikings are off the hook for his, his money too. So Yeah. So that's what I think for wide receiver. I'm keeping six. Anyone disagree with me? I had them only keeping five just because there's some other positions. Um, I think on, on defense or, you know, you have to account for, let's say we're going to keep uh, Najee Thompson, you know, for, for a special teams role um, that it makes it a little bit more difficult to keep, keep all six. So I have, uh, you know, five of the same six you have. I just don't have them keeping Tristan Jackson um, okay. on the roster. It is crazy. The Brandon Powell like storyline, isn't it? Like brought Tell in you. to probably just be, but he's always been good. Like it's not like he's been bad. Sure, but and he's got special team flexibility. I mean, right. he can play punt and kick returner. That's the key, like, right? It's like the you know, and and it, when he's had chances on offense, he's been fine. Like not great, but somebody who can come in and gadget play, run a slant. You know, like it's not like he's making big plays after big plays, but he can come in and serve a purpose for sure. 
I like, he's I not, love he, this. He's not, he's not like an explosive downfield player the way Rager can be. Mm-hmm. But the one similarity is I think the Vikings wanted to make sure this year they brought in a guy that can compete at that return spot and that like depth receiver spot um, because they, they were really put in a really tough situation last year when they didn't really have a true punt returner. That's why they traded for Rager. Um, and I think bringing Powell in really allowed them that flexibility to choose between the two guys. And I think Powell didn't suit on didn't suit up on Saturday. I, I kind of feel like we have five guys that are guaranteed at the at the receiver spot right now between yeah. JJ, um, KJ, Addison, Naylor, and uh, and Powell. And then if they want to bring it, whether it's Jackson or Rager, cool. Um, but I, I think we we have a like guaranteed five for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Uh... One thing I would say about Tristan Jackson, and this is honest question: What has has he played a role on special teams? Because I think if you're going to keep, I was going to ask that same question. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to do something uh, on that. I don't know if he's been in a gunner, and maybe someone in the comments knows or pay attention. You know, hi, Miles Dog. Um, but I <laughs> I, uh, I think if he's going to make the roster, it's got to be that he can contribute um, there as well. But if you're going to keep six, you know, Reger, we know you know can contribute uh, and, yeah. and do something on on special teams. So and he looks better. He looks he, better. He looks better only, too. I'll give him that. But Rager's only contributed on special teams when he is a returning or a returner. And if we keep Powell, who's going to take those returner responsibilities, both on punt return for sure, but potentially kick return if we don't keep Kenne, then what what what's Rager's purpose? So he's not a gunner. Where yeah. I think Tristan Jackson. In, not this year. I hadn't seen him he this did. year. No, Jackson did, did he, play Gunner on, on did Punt. Did he play Gunner? I, saw, oh, I, was say, I remember seeing it last year for sure, but yeah, yeah. I didn't see it this year for sure. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, he he has the profile to fit that better than Rager would. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yep. But I guess the question about Jackson for me is, is he, like, so good that you're worried about him getting plucked by somebody else? Because I'm not. And that's not, not anything against Jackson. I think he's been good, and I think he's had a good offseason – good camp but I, I don't think he's like a guy that you can't find around the league sure and again that's not to disrespect him because i think he's done well in minnesota and i think the vikings like to keep him but i don't think he's a guy you like you're worried about risking to waivers um or like not making your practice squad as as you might have other guys that we're going to talk about as we move as we move forward so so that's why nick's saying maybe we only keep five yeah I would i'm okay that, with that i'd say we keep five for now and then maybe if we come back and we're having another conversation, we can always add Tristan Jackson back in. All right. We'll do group consensus. Five wide receivers. Let's move to tight end, which is going to be – I think it'll be a tough decision, but I, I feel like the, the coaching staff in the front office probably knows who they want to keep here. Um, historically, I've only kept three tight ends. But, uh, Miles, we'll start with you. Where is your prediction at when it comes to the tight end group? I know it's not this unpopular opinion, but I'm a three just because like in literally the years where the Vikings were the most run heavy, most two tight end set heavy under Gary Kubiak, they literally only rostered three, three tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I think they have better depth in this group than they did those groups. And they only kept three in that, in those groups. And again, I, I could be wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. And, um, but I just, I think, I think between, you know, obviously uh, Hawkinson and, and Oliver, you have those two locked. But it really seems like they like Munt. And they, was it O'Connell called him the best third tight, tight end in the league? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's like trying to get him to trade him or what, but um, it's just one of those situations where I, I, I think three is only needed because you have CJ Ham, which we haven't really talked too much about. 
besides the fact that we know he's going to be on the team. But like CJ Ham gives you a flexibility to allow a bigger body on the field that can block and pass pro that can mm-hmm. go out and catch the football. So that's kind of like a pseudo hybrid of a running back tight end. So to me, it would be a waste of a roster spot to keep to then keep four tight ends too. Um, I like Nick Muse, and I think he's shown a lot in year two. Um, but he's another one kind of like Tristan Jackson to me where it's not that you can't rep- – like I don't like to call these guys replaceable, but in some ways they kind of are. Like, yes, they're nice young players that you'd like to keep around. Um, but if you can keep on the practice squad, that would be my ideal scenario. Um, so that would be what I'd be doing. I think I think three just makes the most sense for where this roster is. Yeah, and I, I've really enjoyed watching Ben Sims this year um, in, in training camp and in the preseason games. I just don't know – that he's 53-man roster worthy, but he's also someone that can easily sneak onto the practice squad if something happens to the the other three tight ends. Um, you can easily, you know, elevate him and, and kind of move from there. Same with Nick Muse. Um, we've kind of had that conversation. But Nick Ryan, what are your what are your thoughts on the tight end group, as well as anybody in the comments, by the way? I I, I agree with Miles. I'd only keep three right now. Um, I was flirting with the idea a few weeks ago if they kept four, just because of, you know, the run heavy scheme. I know it's very important to them and Nick Muse has looked good during the preseason, but I think Miles is right about CJ Ham being in that position. I would say if they are doing some roster trickery uh, to start with the initial 53, we could see Nick Muse kept and then released for another guy um, and then try to sneak him on the practice squad that way, because, you know, you do have to keep in mind, Nick Muse is a uh, Quesi Dofomensa pick and last year they did their best to keep all their picks and I want to th- I think they want to keep them around so you know we might see four tight ends to start but I fully expect to going into week one that we'll have uh, three tight ends uh, on a roster I could also see an early season elevation uh, for our tight end too if we can get Muse or or Ben Sims um, on our, our practice squad because of how much time Hawkinson you know, has been, has been out um, and, and team thing and just having that, that security. But uh, I, I think three for our count is where I would land. Real Ryan? quick, Matt, to, to answer yeah. Mr. Kirk Cousins question. I think that fourth linebacker is more important than that fourth tight end, especially mm-hmm. be, again, I hate, I'm like, I'm like beating a dead horse, but like they have CJ ham. So like yeah. in a pinch, they have another big body that can help fill some of that. Whereas a linebacker, it's a little bit of a different scenario where you need different skill sets there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go off culture here. So when when we, I think we keep the same concept here, right? Of three tight ends. I I, I think that's correct. I'm gonna differ from all of you. I, I'm gonna say Nick Muse makes the team over month, and the and the main reason why. And and I'm gonna be wrong, but this is what I want to see. And mm-hmm. I'll be wrong, right? Like I I'm not always right, and or they're not always right. And I they should listen to me, like. <laughs> um. But Nick Muse, the reason why I like Nick Muse is, one, he showed a lot of progress. He's young. Johnny Munt's already, like, what, 25, 26 years old. And Nick Muse can – Super old. Super I mean, old. I'm not saying he's super old. I'm saying he's <laughs> older than Nick Muse, right? And Nick Muse can serve multiple purposes. He – like, let's say CJ Ham gets hurt, right? Nick Muse can fill that role better than Johnny Munt can. And, and I don't think Josh Oliver fills that role, and I don't think that TJ Hawkinson fills that role. So you have somebody who's a bit more versatile, kind of like why I wanted to draft Braden Willis. Obviously, he went way earlier than I th- ever thought he would, but that, that's the kind of the same concept. Nick Muse can fill that role a bit better, and yeah. I just like the progress he showed. I mean, honestly, guys, he looked great this preseason. He did. 
Like, like not great as in like the next generational guy, but like he looked like a very competent backup tight end. And I love the energy he brings. Yeah, I would rather keep Munt or uh, keep Muse than Munt if we're like, like if we're being honest, just because of that, like the things you're saying, because like long term potential and those things. But I just don't know if they see it that way. Um, yeah, but I, you know, obviously we'll see. We'll find out. We yeah, yeah. I, I think if we're yeah, if we're playing GM here, I, I agree with the Muse pick. But the way that they've talked about Mont, he sounds like he's a he's a glue guy. He knows the system like the back of his. Maybe hand. they're talking about him to trade him. Who's? Who, I mean, I I, hey, I, I love that. Who's trading for for Johnny Mont though? A twenty twenty tight ends. A twenty twenty eighth seventh conditional seventh round pick. Just give it to me. Give feed me anything at this point. Stock yeah. him up. Um, let's move to the offensive line here. Uh, historically, they've kept around nine or ten. Last year, they did keep ten offensive linemen. Um, outside of the starters, Darisaw, O'Neal, Bradbury, Ingram, Cleveland. I don't know if there's a lot of question marks about this group. Um, it's more so a question of will they bring somebody else in from the outside? But I, I hope I, so. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we have seven or eight of those guys as locks. You you list off the top five, and then you have Vidarian Lowe, who I think is considered a lock. I, I think, think Blake Brandle's a lot. Blake, Blake Brandle, um, Schlotman, and then Udo. That might we might even have nine that are considered locks. Udo more contract wise, yeah. Um, than anything. Um, Can you get out of that quickly though, or no? Let me go pull it up. It's a it should be a guaranteed deal if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But he only counts. But he counts. He only counts as a one point two against your cap. So like they may be paying him more money, but he's only counts as the minimum. So like. It's yeah. not like cutting, and you no, you you don't really gain anything. You don't gain anything by cutting him because it's guaranteed. Right. So you lose yeah, right. you lose an extra million by cutting him. So it just wouldn't make sense, in my opinion, to do that. Yeah, in, I feel like we're I, all in agreement. You say keep nine, and I think that, that puts us at twenty four so far. Me trying to stay well, on top. Of and, and again, yeah. and I'm not I'm not opposed to us potentially cutting somebody, and if we do, maybe a center. For a better center, right? Maybe sure. Schlotman for a better center, or maybe we do really Blake Brandle to have an opportunity to go play tackle because Vidarian Lowe is a quasi guy, and we bring in a more like traditional guard to kind of play that left or right guard backup position, well, like a Dalton Reisner or whatever. So, well, Chris Reed too is still on NFI. So if if they don't need to do anything with him, I don't think they might have to designate him as something. He, he as a NFI list, I think. Kenny? Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, he I'm, I'm always confused. Okay, then as long as he doesn't count when cutdowns come, then then you keep him there because he might be a reserve you could stash later in the season if he gets. Again, we have no clue what what the hell is going on with that dude, but mm-hmm. it's clear that he's he's not anywhere near ready by yeah. for week one unless they change that by next week. But I doubt that's happening. So um, that'll be an interesting situation. But he is a reserve guy that you have if he can get healthy um, that you can. I don't know what the NFI is like when you can take a guy off it though. Is it, is it if anybody knows that? Let's look. We have time. Well, while you're looking, going back to Udo, and I because I see some stuff in the comments about keeping him. One thing I would I'd mention is one, he's generally you know played well when given an opportunity, and we're all looking at that one preseason game where he had a few mental errors and and didn't look his best. I th- still think he graded out well by PFF, but you know he was starting with the ones you know, that entire joint practice because 
Brian O'Neill wasn't there. And so he was the only player that went from on the offensive line that went from the ones, you know, to then playing in that game. He's playing with a whole, you know, other unit. So I would give him a little bit of slack when it comes to, you know, how that game went and historically how he's been. I, I think that they, you know, have a lot of confidence in him. It's, I would be shocked if they moved on um, just based upon how they've talked about him in the past. And I don't think I'd like him at guard, but he does have that versatility. Yeah. Miles, to answer your question on NFI players, players who begin the season on the NFI as of cut down days uh, can be activated after the team has played its first four regular season games. Okay. So if he's on the NFI, he cannot come back until week five. Week five. Okay. At this point, I mean, they probably should just do that. And it's trending that way then. Yeah. Um, yep. So that gives that gives them an extra roster flexibility because if if he is healthy in six weeks or whatever that you know time frame is, then I think you have another guy that you could bring back into the fold that you Absolutely. obviously that had has experience in this offense and is versatile um, and was actually decent when they signed him. So. Mm-hmm. So we're at nine offensive linemen, 24 offensive players thus far. Let's switch to the defense quick for the second half of this show. Um, again, thank you, everybody, in the comments, liking, commenting. Uh, be sure to subscribe. And remember, a giveaway for this hat, I think it's in the camera, um, will happen once we hit 3,100 subscribers on our Should YouTube Should we just channel. recap the, the offense? We had three quarterbacks, yep. three running backs. Well, yep. four running backs when you include Ham. Yep. Um, five wide receivers, did we say, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Five receivers, nine alignment, and three tight ends. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, Miles, I think, is ready to, to clock out here for the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate everybody uh, joining us this afternoon on your Sunday afternoon ahead of roster cutdown. That's, that's kind of the, the group that we have. Uh, we'll cut this up into offense and defense as well, so you can listen to just each one individually instead of the full hour long episode here. Um, and don't forget to like, and subscribe. Uh, the, the season is just a few weeks away and we have a pretty good content plan coming out uh, for the season. Nick will not be with us the next couple of weeks. He's heading to Europe. Um, so he'll be away as soon as he joins the CTP group, but miles, Ryan, myself, Jason flip, We'll all be here in some capacity. So, um, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday night for a live show, which we will be switching back to Wednesday nights. Um, not this week, but the week after. So, until next time, at everybody. At Lake Monster, by the way. At Lake Monster. True. That is true. We'll be live at Lake Monster on September 6th. So, um, yes, thank you, everybody. Until next time, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings.